You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to today's episode of Awaken Radio. It is so great to be back here with you. I have a beautiful conversation in store for you today. I am speaking with Elise Carr and we're going to be diving into a conversation about becoming a divinely empowered woman and what this even means. You may be wondering what that means, what this looks like in our relationship with ourselves, with our body and our sexuality and how this impacts our relationship with others as well, particularly our romantic relationships. So it's going to be a really juicy and beautiful conversation. Now, for those of you who don't know Elise, she is the woman behind Stella Muse with an unwavering passion for guiding amazing souls like you to awaken your divine inner power and manifest the miracles beyond your dreams. Known as the pioneer of Yoni Power, Elise Carr is a divine empowerment, sacred sexuality and spirituality director, holistic life coach, writer, motivational speaker, Reiki master, tantra practitioner, model and artist. Elise teaches and inspires women to take back their own personal power and awaken their Yoni heart-mind connection. She guides you to weave and expand your own consciousness through sacred sexuality and spirituality to shine as a divine soul in harmony with your inner feminine and masculine, in touch with your true self while living your passion-driven purposeful life, which sounds pretty damn special. Elise, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, gorgeous Connie. What That was a lovely wrap-up. How nice. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> honestly, this is such a pleasure to be connected with another divinely empowered woman, to be honest, and, and having these really important conversations that we can spread the message and, and share the, the wisdom and knowledge and practical tips with all the lovely ladies out there who are tuning in. And it's so nice because this isn't a conversation that many women get to have these days. We don't sort of sit down and have a coffee and be like, so how, how's your divinely empowered woman going, you know? So, <laughs> how's your yoni today? How's no, your true. Yoni? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you would have this conversation probably on a daily basis, but I know so many women give me the feedback that they love almost like they're eavesdropping in on a conversation between two goddesses and they get to kind of really get some beautiful tips and guidance from, from these conversations. So I'm so excited about what you're going to be sharing with us. Um, as a starting point, you know, I was reading a bit about you and your journey and I know your background began in modeling and acting and media. And, uh, I'm always curious to hear how people get, get onto this path and, and their own personal journey and then teaching this work to others. So how did this kind of unfold for you coming from that background and how did that lead you into doing the work that you are now? Sure. Well, I guess it's two parts really for me. I, I finished my first degree, which is the journalism and public relations and decided now I'm going to model full time and I want to do that internationally. And, and so I did, I went to Asia, I moved over there and I was modeling. And after a while, I actually got quite sick and I, I could feel it physically in my body changing, but I didn't quite didn't quite listen first and foremost. And I I didn't really take action. I kind of just did the masculine thing and push on through until I decided I needed to come home because I had an ultimatum from my partner at the time who was like, do I even have a girlfriend? 
And, and so I was back on the plane, back in Australia. And it was within a week that I was put into emergency and, uh, they discovered a cyst on my ovary. They discovered that though, after me being in hospital for a few hours and my heart actually stopping four times, completely flat lining. And I was deemed this special case. I didn't quite know what was wrong with me really because while I had cyst on my ovary, it ruptured and, and sent the, the toxins through my body. And I guess my body's way of, of saying it had enough was the heart stopping. But for me, in hindsight now, I realize that was the Yoni heart disconnection right there. Mm. And my Yoni was shutting down physically because emotionally and energetically it had been suppressed. Because when I was in that modeling world, while to me I was always the fly on the wall, I wasn't interested in the sex, drugs and rock and roll kind of concept of it. I loved the job. I loved that. But I was obviously in that world. I just wasn't of the world. So there was a disconnect there straight away. I had a heart disconnection from what I was in all the time um, and a mind disconnection because it wasn't stimulating me intellectually in some levels. And and then the only disconnection because I, I was disconnected sexually from my beloved and I didn't understand then that I could be exploring my own sexuality. I was in my early 20s and I still had this preconceived belief that it was your beloved or, you know, your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you're with, it's their role to know how you like to be turned on and, and pleasured and, and that was it. So everything kind of got shut off and it was like that for some time and it wasn't until hospitalized, you know, being hospitalized and, and coming out and realizing, okay, I, I could barely walk, let alone wash my own hair, let alone drive a car, get a job with my degree or go on a catwalk. So my, my life shifted and I had to start thinking about who I am, what I want. My relationship crumbled. Everything that I knew around me just burnt away, you know, as, as the bush does once reached certain points in times, there's this spontaneous combustion and the fire broke out and, and I died inside. Everything around me felt like it was dying off too. So I had a big opportunity to reassess. And this is like the dark night of the soul concept. Mm. It's like, you know, Persephone in the underworld. It's it's going within. And this is the journey of the goddess. We hear a lot about the the warrior's journey, you know, the hero's journey. Mm. And, and I, my ebook is about that. And and that is so important too. That's us, you know, achieving to do and, and bring the Alexia to life, right? But then the other half of that that we need to keep in balance, masculine and feminine, is to go within. And so I did this big work and I had a conversation with my auntie at the time then who lived in the UK and she's like, why don't you take all these epic emails, this is post, uh, pre-Facebook, sorry, mm. take these epic emails you've been writing and put them into a book. Because I used to keep in touch with my loved ones by, by sharing what's going on behind the scenes, the unglamorous world of the modeling industry, weaved in with this woman's you know, awakening and coming of age of sorts. And so I did. I started writing my first book, which now, 10 years later, I'm finally in, in discussion with the right, the right publishers and the right people to, to take it where it needs to go next. And that was one part of it. And the other part, I had to nourish my mind while this was nourishing my soul. And that for me was going back and doing my master's in communications and cultural politics and women's studies. And really, I understood from doing the women's studies how passionate I was about empowering myself to empower women. I understood what really a feminist was all about and how imperative it is in this time in such a masculine-driven environment, world, culture, everything that we've been governed to believe is just how it is, how much of a shift we need. And so I was really inspired and really fueled by that, but still my yoni space, the sexual element hadn't had that reboot. 
And, and then I discovered, I guess, more of my studies in the esoteric side of things. And I went on to do my Reiki masters and I was doing some online work with Caroline Meese and, and I was learning about guided chakra regressions and my medical intuitive work. And it was in practicing this and obviously use yourself as a guinea pig before you dare practice on your beloveds, before you become a practitioner. And I was, I was doing a guided chakra regression on myself and I was going back down into that yoni space. And before I knew it, I was taken back to seven years prior at the time. And what had happened seven years prior is that it was my birthday. I was back with that beloved who was with me at the time of my modeling overseas and all of that phase. And we were in Europe together and we were having a conversation. This really took place, but I was just being taken back those seven years, if you're with me. And and this was all coming up. And what it was was a conversation about him switching careers and, and how he wanted to go into medicine. And, and he said to me, looking at me, on my birthday, mind you, all dressed up, ready to go to my party, and he just looked at me and said, if I was a doctor, I'd fix your vagina. Wow. <laughs> and... So this is me, you know, seven years on, having this wow. bringing up essentially, you know, the biography that's in your biology, bringing up the memory that we store. Like we, we store memories in our mind. This is me bringing up the memories that I was storing in my yoni, in my mm. vagina, in my womb. This is womb trauma we're talking about here that I was finally unearthing after seven years. And I was sitting there on my chair in this, you know, regression state and I started to cry. And this wasn't sadness. This was absolute release. I was letting go of this trauma that I didn't even realize I'd been carrying on, you know, within me for seven years. And then something shifted and and I realized, my goodness, if I was doing this, imagine what other women are carrying, other women who'd been sexually abused, who'd been raped, who'd been in abusive relationships, who perhaps were disconnected in whatever reason. Because a trauma, you know, can be a physical trauma, but it can be a verbal trauma, as I experienced. It really depends. So there's a whole spectrum of how we, how we term trauma. We have to be aware of that, and it's different for everyone. And that was mine at that stage. I'd been through sexual abuse. I'd been through verbally abusive relationships, but that I'd actually healed and dealt with. This, obviously, I didn't realize at the time just how much of an impact it had. And it took this regression for me to now bring it up and start working with it. And that's what motivated me to start working with the Yoni and start weaving this into to my new work now with the Divinely Empowered Woman concept of needing a Yoni heart-mind connection to be your biggest, brightest version of you, to be a Divinely Empowered Woman and to get your life on track from the inside out because we're talking energetic perspectives, we're talking emotional perspectives, we're talking physical perspectives. Mm. So sitting in, in that phase, obviously I needed time to, to heal and, and sort myself out and get my my eggs together, so to speak, and and then I decide I'm going to write a book. And so now I'm, I'm still writing my second book on on Yoni Power and interviewing women, sharing their experience and, and gathering this information to be able to create a really practical tool that women can then refer to to help themselves because this is about empowering yourself, doing your own healing. We don't need to go see 20,000 people. Yes, it's great to have a coach or a guide or go see a healer at, at different phases, but we have to understand that at the end of the day, we ourselves are the healers. We ourselves are the guides. We ourselves are our best coaches. So I believe more than ever how much emphasis needs to be put on that that real integrity and, and self-belief and that foundation before we even get to self-love. Mm. So I guess those two 
you know, the, the illness and then that, that realization from the regression were my two pivotal moments in my life. And then from there, I went on to studying Tantra and becoming a certified practitioner and, and weaving in all my other bits and pieces and, and coaching and, and things like that. It just organically unfolded because I started getting my power. I started awakening that space, which is your second chakra is also connected to your sex and sexuality, your creativity, money, as much as it is, you know, power with others and, and other people's resources, those kind of things. They now were awakening in me and I was able to channel that energy, you know, ideally now for the greater good, which I didn't realize at the time how big this is going to be. I kind of at, at that moment thought, wow, I've just done a massive clearing. I didn't realize the impact it would have. But that's it. Once we sort ourselves out and we become the biggest, brightest version of us, we are of greater service to others. Mm. And I believe in everything you're saying so wholeheartedly. And to be honest, I mean, I've spoken to several women over the, the sort of past year, particularly about awakening our sexuality and our feminine energy. But you're the first person that's really emphasized the power of the yoni in actually becoming our biggest, brightest self. And this is the first time I've really heard about this yoni heart disconnection. Can you explain to me what you mean by that a little bit more? Because I'm sure probably some of my listeners as, as well are like, well, what does that even mean? And how do I know that I've got a yoni heart disconnection um, happening? Sure. Well, first and foremost, it's really important to be aware that the yoni, which is often termed the vagina. So just for the sake of everyone understanding yeah, sure. here, I'm talking about the entire female sex reproductive area. So the vulva, which is what we see when we're standing naked, right? That's not the vagina. The vagina is, you know, the canal inside. And then from there, obviously our cervix, our womb, ovaries, fallopian tubes, the whole shebang is our yoni space. Now, What's even been spoken about and already proven scientifically by wonderful people who have written books like Vagina by Naomi Wolf, if you haven't read it, please do. She talks about the brain-vagina connection. So I've just referred to this as the yoni-mind connection, mm. and I felt like it kind of skipped a beat by going straight from the brain. And I realized what's smack bang in the middle of this highway that we have in our bodies, you know, the, the spinal column or also an energetic work we call it the shushumna, and that's our heart. It's smack bang in the middle. And for a woman, that heart space is also connected to our breasts. It's a space that we also, you know, give nurturing, give love. And just think you hug someone, you're giving someone from that loving space. A lot of what we do as women is giving and we give from that heart space. You know, we even do that before we think of ourselves. Our immediate reaction often is is to be of service, nurturing, loving, kindness, caring, all of that connects to our heart. But when it's not in balance, when we're giving too much from the heart space, what's neglected is the yoni space. And in Tantra, we talk about the polarity here because our heart is our warm space. This is naturally more open in women. And the yoni space is our cool space. This is naturally more closed off. And when I say closed off, I don't just necessarily mean physically. For some, it can be emotionally. For some, it can be energetically. And for some, yes, it can be physically. You may not at all be interested in sex. And there might be a trauma connected to that. And that's the reason why. So what we ideally need to work with is balancing the harmony of our heart and our yoni space. And there's all different techniques for doing this. It's just a really simple way of connecting is just putting one hand on your heart space and one hand on your ovaries or your womb or you can sit, you know, with it cupping your vulva if that feels comfy, like in, you know, a meditative position with your legs folded and just sit there and imagine beautiful energy from your heart going into your womb space and beautiful energy from your womb space going into your heart and imagine this flowing back and forth with ease. 
It's a really simple visualization. You can set an intention of what you're doing before you start. It's, a, it's a, just a daily simple practice that we can do if we're feeling or sensing a disconnect. You can even have a conversation with your yoni, crazy but true, because your yoni will talk. Let's face it, our brain or our ego talks to us all the time, so we don't think twice about that. Why wouldn't other parts of our body talk to us? And the reality is it does. Our body does talk to us, but we don't listen. Being so governed by the masculine, we push on through. We ignore it. We think we're either going crazy or that's not my intuition talking or that's not guidance or source or the divine talking through me. Just go back to what you're doing. Get the task done instead of being. Being is the state of the divine feminine. And when we be creating space, time in our schedule, you know, sitting down on that yoga mat or just a beautiful comfy spot in our home to connect with that womb space. You can just put your hands on top. You don't have to be naked unless you want to be. And you can just ask, what do you need me to know right now? Speak to her, connect with your yoni space. If you're connecting with a beloved, with a confidant that you trust implicitly and be open then for the message, for the guidance, for whatever insight comes through. And perhaps for you, you get a vision, a word comes, a song title, perhaps you get nothing. And that's okay as well. And if there is nothing that comes through immediately, as we all expect it to, then just know you've already opened up that line of communication. And perhaps there will be some wisdom or some insight that will flow into you later when there's less pressure, you know, when you least expect it, when you're in the shower next or when you're driving to work next or when you wake up tomorrow morning. And so is, is part of what's, I mean, there's so many things I think that are creating the disconnect because what you're explaining is so beautiful, but I can imagine, particularly with women I've worked with, you would probably encounter them too. They kind of maybe not even be able to feel anything as yet or hear anything or may feel embarrassed or kind of strange about talking to their yoni. I'm wondering... About this disconnect, you know, is this the fact that we've got too caught in the masculine, we're too caught in our head? Is it as well about, you mentioned trauma, that we're carrying trauma in that area? Like what is the main stuff that you're noticing for women is going on that is, I mean, this is a fundamental part of the female body, yet we all struggle so much to feel safe and comfortable really connecting with that space and opening up to it. Absolutely. You're totally right. And yes, I do see this often. And, you know, not just with clients, but with my tribe, with my girlfriends, there's a lot of people who, who don't even understand that they are disconnected because no one's ever told you that you should have a connection with your yoni. I think this is probably for people who are probably listening, being like, wow, okay, so I need to develop a relationship with my yoni and I need to connect this with my heart and with my mind. I think for a lot of people to be like, wow, this is a whole new concept for me. (laughs) It is. I I was literally in conversation with a lady in America actually yesterday and she's like, I'd never even heard of the word yoni. And I'm Mm. like, welcome to a whole new yoni-verse as opposed to universe, right? <laughs> we got to be down with this because the reality mm. is we weren't taught this in school, you know, because in sacred civilizations and ancient tribes of past, they had, you know, women for the women who were guiding them. They had men for the young boys guiding them. There was initiations into, you know, teenagehood, which I guess for them was like an adult because you were having children at a very young age, right, whereas now we're having them a little bit older normally. So we don't have this hand that guides us into the next phase of life. We don't actually have any conception of of what it means to really be a divinely empowered woman. 
let alone a woman. We're almost functioning in robot mode often, Mm. you know, like do this, do that, go here, go here. And we have to do 10,000 things before four o'clock, you know, or before we pick up the children or before we catch the flight to interstate for a presentation or whatever it is that's on our radar. So I'm, I'm really aiming at bringing us back to some simple grounding and, and really getting to know ourselves, yes, on a physical level, but also the emotional energy that surrounded that. And as I mentioned, this comes back to reclaiming our power, which stems from womb trauma. You know, our wombs are, are muscles. They're, you know, like the vaginal canal, there's there's muscle in there in your womb. There's muscle in there. Like when you have a, a period cramp, you know, or when you're giving birth, the muscles are contracting. The muscles are releasing. Therefore, there is muscle memory, right? Everything is programmed into us physically, emotionally, spiritually. It's collected in the walls of the vagina. It's collected in the uterus. It's collected in the entire yoni space. And this can be caused through numerous things from childhood sexual abuse to rape, abortion, miscarriage, having polyvalent cystic syndrome or cysts on your ovaries, you know, having gone through a painful birth, a breech birth, having STDs, having been involved in prostitution or perhaps unprotected sex with numerous partners. And when a man comes inside of you, you're energetically absorbing that semen as well, mm, you know? Wow. So, and that's just a handful of examples. And and the other factor is that we can also have spiritual womb trauma. It can be passed down through generations. If your grandmother experienced something traumatic, that may have been passed on to your mother and may have been passed on to you. So you need to perhaps clear the whole line, you know, so that therefore you don't pass it on to your unborn child or children, or if you choose not to have children, just to have it written for yourself. And if you're wondering, is this me? I can't recall anything specific happening to me, or perhaps you do, but you thought you dealt with it. You know, look at your emotions. Are you having extreme sadness, anger, confusion, being afraid, tense, fearful, any of that when it comes to sexuality, whether it's the act of making love, whether it's talking about it with a girlfriend, just when the concept comes up, you know, or on a physical perspective, do you have pain when you make love? Do you have painful periods? Do you, you know, work out lots and you're in great shape, but for some reason you can't quite get rid of that lower belly fat, that little bit that protects over the womb? It won't shift. Or maybe vaginal pain in general or yeast infections or, yes, cysts on the ovaries. They're just a handful of of physical issues you might want to look at, you know, and and then start thinking, okay, what do I need to do here? And there there is an array of things we can do, you know, from deep breathing Imagine even breathing in through the yoni, like you're inhaling through the yoni, filling that beautiful womb space, every part of you with maybe it's pink light or violet light, and then exhale and release everything that no longer serves, exhaling that trauma out. You know, you can have a cleansing bath for yourself, make it like a beautiful ritual with, you know, candles and some frankincense and and soak in that tub, put your hands on your womb space and, and enjoy that time in there, doing your visualization, doing a meditation, whatever it is that resonates to bring in the love. And as you pull the plug and release the water and the water drains away, imagine that's draining away the trauma. And so then this relationship supports us to step more into our divine power. How do you... Uh, define what it means to be divinely empowered. Divine is is something bigger than us, first and foremost. So I say divine for someone else, it may be the goddess or God or the universe. Being divinely empowered means you are a clear channel 
to receive guidance, to receive the energy, to to be of the greatest service for yourself and others. So this also starts off an understanding of not giving your power away mm. because you've awakened from within. You've kind of got a big wake-up call to boundaries, integrity, saying yes when you want to say yes and no when you want to say no. You know, you've become aware of your personal power and then the universal power and how to use that. And you know when you've given your power away in the past and and how it's affected you physically or sexually or mentally, intellectually, spiritually, and you learn how to retrieve that power. You learn how to channel power into your daily life, you know, into your career, into a new project. And and this power, this energy I'm talking about, you can learn this through tantric practices by cycling energy around your body, taking energy from your ovaries, bringing it around your body, storing it in your lower hara, which is your backup energy tank, which is about three finger widths below your belly button. Little things like this. But, you know, if, if it doesn't resonate with you to do a tantra session or to have a guided regression, intuitively tap in and ask your heart, ask your yoni, what do you need me to know right now? Give me some guidance. How do I get my power back? How do I let go of what no longer serves? Your body is an incredible vehicle. It's the most incredible machine ever. And we don't use it, you know, half as well as we could be. Mm. And would you agree, you know, I'm reflecting on just in my own experiences when we're talking about power, you know, this happens so much in our relationships with others, right? And and I've reflected on um, giving my power away sexually. I think particularly as younger women, when we're not as confident in our bodies and ourselves, we say yes to things that probably on some level, we actually don't feel that good about and we let people into our bodies or our personal space when we kind of later go actually I feel a bit gross about that and I kind of wish I didn't do that so is is really being in our power about being so clear in ourselves what is a yes for us what is a no what feels good what doesn't and just owning that with rock solid boundaries absolutely absolutely Mm. like non-negotiable like Mm. if it doesn't feel right for that man to put his hand on your leg then tell him so. Mm. And you can say it with words, you can do it with actions, you can leave the space. Whatever it is, however it feels right for you to express that and communicate it clearly and effectively. Or whatever, that's just a scenario, whatever mm. it is that you find you're in. Maybe it's a relationship, you know. And if something has happened to you that you can recall that now in hindsight you feel violated, you feel that was a traumatic experience for you. You feel, yeah, gross or whatever it is or used or abused or whatever. You can do some work around that by bringing that person to your mind or perhaps a photo of them or writing them down a piece of paper, however it is that you can bring that energy, their soul essentially to you and connect on a soul level because the reality is things happen in our lives for a reason. Believe it or not, our souls have chosen these paths to grow and learn and expand because that's why we came to earth. It's the school of life. Yeah, we signed up for this, but that is not excusing things that are done wrongly by you, you know? So we have to be this in mind, but in saying that, if you have this person in mind, you have them in front of you, you can say everything you wish you could have, should have, would have said, I can't believe you did this to me, rah, rah, rah. You can swear, you can curse, you can shout it or write it down, whatever it is, get it out, purge it out. And then you need to look them in the eye, connect to their soul, not the person, but the soul. And from your heart to them, you need to forgive them. 
Now this, just to repeat it so we clarify this, this isn't excusing the wrongdoing they have done to you because there are things out there that are done wrongly to people. This isn't excusing that. But what this is doing is forgiving them to release you from their energy field. And then you need to forgive yourself because you've been carrying this you know, you're beating yourself up over this. You feel guilty about this or whatever it is that's connecting you to still. You want to take your power back and you need to do that through the forgiveness to get your power back and say, we have no emotional connection anymore. And this doesn't mean perhaps if it was at one stage a loving relationship that you can't still send them love. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, hate them. None of that. This is just redistributing the power so that you have your power back and you are not energetically feeding the vampire right? Because that's what real vampirism is. It's not about blood. This is about energy. That is your life force, right? You don't want to be giving that away to just anyone. And believe it or not, you're probably giving away right now to a handful of people at least. So we're giving, you know, them a thank you and a goodbye, getting your power back and then letting it go. Mm. And in letting it go and giving it some time to subside, you then get to see the gift, you know, because from every traumatic experience, there is a gift, there is a lesson, there is some gem in there that has helped you evolve to take the next step in your life. And getting your power back is what will help you see that. And so this isn't, you know, just sexually, is it? Where I feel like a lot of us have energy leaks when we're thinking about exes or other people, even friends or family in our lives, that we're carrying still some type of wound in our body. Because I really resonate with what you said at the start about the trauma you were carrying in your yoni. And in my coaching practice, I see women carrying a lot of trauma just in their bodies in a lot of places, throat chakra, solar plexus, belly, heart, you know, we energetically are storing stuff that we haven't processed and released so we can be leaking energy in so many different ways like that resentment we're holding on to from a boss from five years ago or or the the hurt from when our ex cheated on us or when that person even cut us off on the street we're still pissed about it so we can take that practice into any relationship right where for our own benefit we are releasing any old energy that we're holding on to Absolutely. You nailed it. Totally right, Connie. And the other thing that we need to realize, as I said, once again, is something that may seem little. It's like an iceberg, right? Mm. It's insignificant. It's fine. I've dealt with it. You know, perhaps it's a breakup of a best friend. You know, you might love your girlfriend dearly and she's been your best friend. You've been there for each other through thick and thin boyfriends and traveling together and all this. And then, you know, it reaches a point. Maybe after 10 years, it's over. And that is heartbreaking. And maybe you think you're fine not talking to her anymore or seeing her anymore. But maybe that's just the tip of the iceberg. And there's this massive chunk of ice under the surface that still needs to be dealt with. Mm. You know, it can be any kind of relationship, as you said, personal, professional, romantic, any relationship whatsoever. Mm, And I've done that practice that you mentioned before, and I found it so healing when, you know, because you don't always need to send the text or give them a call or try to fix, patch it up kind of in real life. You can do it energetically. You can do it through a meditation, a visualization of, of bringing that person in, just like you explained. And that's far more powerful because, Mm. as you said, patching it up. We can't just put Band-Aids over these things and think it's going to heal a broken leg. You know, we've got to do work at the root. And what is everything made of? Energy. This is the root. This is where we start because then it's going to spill over into balancing out the emotions. It's going to spill over into balancing out whatever physical dis-ease or ailments we have been suffering because of a poor choice that we no longer choose to stand by because we're now becoming more divinely empowered and making wiser choices. This is what it's about. 
you know, making wiser choice that you are finding are in direct alignment with your integrity. And you won't shift. Once you open your eyes to this, you can't go back. You can then no longer lie to yourself or trick yourself or try and suppress that light within you because the ego just isn't that powerful, really. We need the ego. It is there to to kind of keep us in check, but it's not there to govern us. That's what your heart's for. That's what your spirit and soul and your yoni is for. And it goes right back to what you said right at the start of your experience where you weren't listening to yourself and you noticed you were just pushing on through despite yeah. things not feeling right. And I think that's a, a lot of women could relate to that experience. And there does come a moment, and for you it was quite a, quite a huge dark night of the soul. Other times it's smaller moments where we realize we can't ignore that voice anymore. We can't ignore our truth and it starts to get so loud and once we start listening to it, you're exactly right. You can't stop because you'll, I'm sure you know this feeling. I know it. The minute I override my intuition or my truth, everything, it's like my whole body gets so uncomfortable. It's like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Sure. Um, so that's, that's like, the, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And I just, I just thought when you said that, that's our inner prostitute. That's the inner mm. archetype of the prostitute. And I say prostitute, not in selling yourself for sex. In this guise, the actual archetype of the prostitute is selling your soul for whatever price you're putting on it. Mm. You know, if someone asks you to do something or would you like this job and it ticks all the boxes on paper, yeah, brilliant, you know, amazing pay, amazing hours, I get to travel, I get to work with so-and-so, I get this opportunity and you're like on paper, this is brilliant. But every part of your being is going, no, 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 hold off, something better, this isn't in alignment with your integrity. You know, that is the prostitute. If you then sign up to that job, You've sold out to the prostitute. If you stay in line with your integrity and go, that's an amazing offer. I'm so grateful for you thinking of me and blah, blah, blah. I hope I'm going to package it and then come back to you. But I have to honor myself and this is actually what's in line with me. This is what I'm choosing. Wow. And I mean, that term prostitute, like that's a big term, right? It can really trigger you. And we do have the old school idea of what that means. But uh, that I really get that. It's that feeling of, of almost, yeah, selling your soul or kind of overriding your truth or giving your, your energy or your body or yourself to something that you know is really not good for you. And you're actually probably not going to get much back from. And I suppose, again, going back to this Yoni heart disconnection, when we're disconnected and we're living in the masculine in our heads, we can kind of function at that level because we're disconnected from the body. So we can't really feel that guidance. But once we start this journey of awakening the heart and the Yoni and that connection, um, the body, as you said, will communicate very strongly when something's right or wrong for you. For sure. But as you said, when it's physical, when it's in, you know, the mental plane, when we're in mind, we are just functioning. Mm -hmm. It's kind of robotic. We're just going through the motions. And you may have experienced that also sexually when you are feeling like I'm here, but I'm not connecting, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is, it's a shame because then women either fake an orgasm or a starfish or are just regretting being in a situation. And this can be with a beloved or it can be a one night stand, wherever you fit along the spectrum. Because you are just in like function mode. When you drop that into the heart, you know, you're opening up the opportunity to have a deeper connection, to allow emotion, motion, movement, shakti, feminine energy here to kind of weave in. And then we really drop into that yoni space. It also allows us to have an awakening of sorts into the divine feminine, into the power of what it is to be a woman, 
you know, who's in harmony with her masculine feminine. Because don't get me wrong, I have much reverence for the masculine and I have deep love for men. But I've learned over the years how imperative it is to honor our own inner harmony of our own masculine feminine balance and also that in relationships with others. Because if there is disbalance in that, there is dis-ease in you physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually, spiritually, somehow, somewhere, if not in all of those areas, there will be something that's just not in sync. Mm. So we want to have the yoni speaking to the heart. We want to have that connection strong so that when, let's say you're in a relationship with a beloved, his role, if you are in a relationship with a man and you are a woman, his role is to help open up that yoni space right? That's his role. Your role is to help open up his heart space Mm. because your heart's the warm space. His heart as a man is the polar opposite. His heart is the cool space. His lingam, the name in touch we use for the penis, his lingam is the warm space. So he's bringing that warmth into your cool space, into your yoni. That's part of his gift. And you take in that warm space, sorry, you take in that warmth into your yoni space and you bring it into your heart, which is already warm, and you send that heart energy to his heart. And therefore, we have this cycle of sexual healing energy connected to the emotions. And when we start working with this, we bring it up into our consciousness and we start having a deep yoni heart-mind connection with our partner who's having a lingam heart-mind connection. So you can do this on your own, of course, but with a beloved, you can see how then we can have transcendent moments beyond orgasm, where you're connected with someone on every level. And these are the kind of relationships we want to be having. Mm. So can we talk about, I'm just really curious to look at the difference between what a relationship looks like when we as a woman are disconnected from our hearts, our bodies, our yoni, our power, right? What tends to then play out in a relationship versus what a relationship can really look like when we are in our power, you know, when we have this incredible conscious union between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the disconnection. When you aren't in harmony in your yoni space, it can go two ways. You either can, and you find yourself along this spectrum somewhere. I'm just talking about the two extremities to get us in our picture in our mind right now. So the two extremities are promiscuous sex, one night stands, a desire to just have a lot of men or a desire to have no commitment to men or believing that you can't commit with men. So all you can do is, you know, have these short flings or anything like that. It's There's no heart connection happening. Mm. You will feel empty after sex. If you are in a relationship, you won't feel fulfilled. You won't feel like you're receiving really. You know, you're just giving and you're just being there. The other end of the spectrum, you know, as opposed to being oversexed, is under and closed up and relationship, no relationship, you won't like being touched. You might only ever like the lights off. You will be less inclined for intimate moments and just do the act and it's over and done with, or you'll find every excuse under the sun to not go there. You won't be comfy talking about sex or sexuality or anything in that realm, moon time periods, whatever, with your girlfriends, let alone, you know, your mom or a partner. There's a disconnect there. So they're the two, I guess, extremes in that regard. And you might find you're a little bit more one way than the other. And you might want to look at that and tune into the Yoni and and ask what she needs. And can I just ask, does this then affect the type of men that we manifest to come into our lives? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because we normally vibrate towards something that's similar to us. 
You might have noticed when you're at a certain phase of your life, you're attracting a certain type of man. Even if there were, let's say, three men, they would all have something similar in common. Maybe it's the fact that they're all disconnected to their heart. Maybe they were in a place of being able to commit, whatever it is. There'll be something there. If you haven't dealt with something within you, you are going to be energetically connecting to something that's going to either make you do some deep work and find out what's going on, or they're just going to perpetuate the cycle. And this is how we get into, let's say, abusive relationships after abusive relationship, after abusive relationship, we either continue the cycle or we break it. And we have to break it by stepping up and taking charge and getting empowered. You know, otherwise we constantly stay in a disempowered state, spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. So once we've got some power happening in our yoni space and that integrity, that yes and no, right, getting our power back there, perhaps doing some womb healing, the heart will start to kick in. The heart will start coming from a place of love and kindness and compassion. It will first and foremost start with you. You might just become a little bit easier and gentler on yourself. You might have an understanding for when it is your moon time, when you have your period, that you take a day off, that you don't go to yoga class when it's day one of your period, that you don't have to do 20 things, that you're allowed to sleep in, that you're allowed to perhaps have someone make you your dinner. You know, because that's what the red tent was. In tribal time, women who were on their moon did not do the domestic duties. They were in a red tent with other women also on their moon time sharing stories, really? doing each other's hair. Absolutely. I didn't we actually know that's what, I didn't know that's what the red tent was. Yeah. And, and this is now something that I have learned and I honor, and this is a non-negotiable for me. Mm. The first, if not the first and second two days, I am not doing domestic duties. I am not making dinner. My beloved will make me dinner. He'll make me a tea. I do not schedule clients on those days. If there's something that is absolutely, you know, imperative that I do, then maybe that's the one task. I will show up my very best and then I'll go back to laying in bed. I am not on Instagram. I'm not reading a book. I am doing nothing. I am laying there. I'm giving myself healing energy. I use my Reiki. You can just put your hands on your body. Just being in this energy and allowing my body to do what it's designed to do. There's nothing else that is of importance greater than that when you are going through that. You know, honour your body, honour your womb, honour your moon time and create your own little red tent. Perhaps for you, you would just love to have a bath. You know, maybe you just love your feet massage and there might be someone you can ask to do that or you maybe do it yourself. You sleep in, you relax, you just honour Honor, 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 because we don't do this enough. And that is part of the reverence. It's part of the unconditional love. And this is what's going to help open up your heart space to yourself, first and foremost, and then allow you to open your heart more to those who are in your life that you do love and care about and perhaps haven't been able to express that as, as the way you'd love to most of all. So we've got our yoni on board, we've got our heart on board, and then we want to connect with consciousness, you know, spirit, source, the divine, whatever it is for you, God, goddess. You know, finding a way for you to connect with that. For me, I call this, you know, part of my threesome. And it's the best threesome you've ever had because this threesome is self, spirit, and tribe. So kind of the Yoni heart work that we've been doing and talking about here is with self. It's just you. You're honoring you. Now we're going into spirit or whatever it is that you choose to term it by. And this is something greater than you. Perhaps you find a connection with that by journaling. Perhaps it's in prayer, perhaps it's in meditation, perhaps it's sitting on your yoga mat, perhaps it's just being mindful under a tree in nature, 
Find a way to connect in whatever resonates most with you to something greater than you. And there are two ways of filling up your cup, doing the yoni heart work, doing the spirit work. It's like you are a beautiful chalice and you're filling yourself up, filling yourself up. And then once you're so full, you want to flow over. You want to share this fullness. You want to share this love. And that's when tribe comes in. It might be with your beloved. It might be with your parents. It might be with your cousin. It might be with your girlfriends. It might then flow into your community, your work, whatever it is. But the non-negotiables, those first two parts, you have to work with yourself, yoni, heart, and mind, connecting with source to be your divine power self, to be of the greatest service to others. I love what you're sharing because it sort of causes us to have to stop and take responsibility to say, well, if this pattern yes. keeps showing up, even if you're in a relationship and it's with your partner, he keeps doing this same thing. It's like, hmm, well, what's going on in me that that is causing him to show up in that way? And I love what you're talking about, about self-love and about nurturing and honoring ourselves and opening our own hearts, because how can we open our man's heart and 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 create him to show up in a committed, open way for us unless our heart is open, right? I mean, that's our work to prepare for that space with him. It is. And that's when you are in a relationship, that is your role to help open up the heart of your beloved Mm. if your beloved is a man. And that's his role, you know, to open up your yoni space, as I talked about. But first and foremost, this does not take a relationship. I was doing this work long Mm. before I was in this relationship. And it's why I was able to connect with someone who can vibrate with me, you know, on that energetic level. Because before that, it was very big lesson relationships. I was a relationship person and that was part of me. You know, I had other girlfriends who just found themselves in a string of very short, brief encounters. That was their journey. The reality is we all needed to stop and connect with ourselves first and foremost. So irrespective of your track history of relationships or perhaps lack thereof, it's an opportunity to really sit with you because we can't be putting this onus onto someone else. It's not someone else's fault no matter what. And once again, this doesn't excuse horrible, horrific, painful, traumatic things that you may have experienced. But right now, if you're listening to this, you have an understanding that you have a choice to stay in victimhood or to go, okay, if I haven't healed from this, I need some guidance, I need some assistance, I need to reach out and get some help to work through this because I am now ready. And that's the reality. Until you are ready, you won't be able to come from the victim. You won't be able to separate from the prostitute. You won't be able to separate from the saboteur, you know, or perhaps it's the inner angry child, whatever it is, those key archetypes that we all have, right, that can govern us because they're part of the ego. Mm. We won't be able to detach from them controlling because we can't get rid of it. We just detach from them controlling and, and let the heart control, the soul, the spirit control. And when the heart, spirit, soul, Yoni can step in and start driving this divine body temple of ours, things aren't going to shift. But when they do, it is then that you'll get some perspective, you'll get some clarity and you'll be open to some guidance to work through you and you'll intuitively go okay I need to connect you know with someone like yourself Connie or myself that what we can offer or perhaps they just go I need to actually take a week holiday I need to retreat I need to go within and that's why I mentioned also this you know this dark night of the soul concept this you know goddess concept the goddess journey is deep into the underworld of ourselves it is to face the dark goddess within us which is our ego 
We need to stand naked before her. And when I say naked, I don't just mean strip our clothes off and, and dance around the cauldron. I mean strip bare of all this stuff. You know, the clothes are symbolic if you want to get naked for a ritual. Go for your life, I say. But this is stripping back what no longer serves, holding on to these beliefs that don't serve us, holding on to believing I'm never going to get a partner, holding on to believing I'm never going to get my dream job, holding on to believing that this happened to me when I was seven and that's why I am the way I am. No, you are choosing to hold on to a belief system which really is time to let go of because you won't outgrow it. You'll just carry it around like, unfortunately, you know, a cross that we bear or a suitcase of clothes that no longer fit. We've got to let it go. We've got to put it down. Mm. We've got to move on and step into our power. But it's big work. Take the next few months. It's the ideal time right now, you know. It's, it's so important to be listening to the changing of season, no matter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere. We are in a change of season. It's equinox time right now. But no matter what time it is, to listen to your body and go, you know what, I need to put some time aside and do this big work. And it means not picking up the phone. It means saying no sometimes. It means not going on social media. It means staying home. All these things. But you're putting in place some boundaries. You're starting to get into your power. You know, these are foundation choices that is what you're going to build your divinely empowered self upon. Mm. Big work is worth the effort. Mm. And you're starting to, you know, I think the small, simple steps even each day to make time to be with yourself and this is time that you might be spending, you know, connecting with your yoni or doing some healing work or journaling or meditating but I I notice that's one of the biggest things women even find hard to do is to make time in their day just for them you mentioned at the start being you know time and space to just be and the other practice that I feel is a a starting point is listening too right like understanding how to listen to the body or or our inner voice our heart um you know do you feel like they're starting points is there other stuff that you would recommend women just if they want to carve out a couple of simple places to begin this work that you're talking about first and foremost what you said is imperative and to listen to to do this work we have to create space Mm. we have to create time so what I like to call it is my non-negotiable and that's when I bring in those three relationships of self spirit and tribe so sit with yourself and find out right now get a pen and paper and go okay what can I do every single day for me For me, first and foremost. And for you, it might be five minutes. You might have a five-minute window or perhaps, you know, you have a day off and you've got five hours. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter about the time so much, whether it's hours or a short period of time. It is that you commit and you step up and show up and take action. That's it. We love as, as being shaktis, as being feminine, to be creative and think all these amazing things and write this list and I'd love to do this, this, this and this. But then... We need to honor the masculine in us, which pushes through the feminine and makes us do it, Mm. take action. So we need to create space, listen to the feminine, what does she want, and then bring the masculine in so that we get it done. And that's just us. Then we've got to do the spirit work, right? So what is it that nourishes your spirit? Yeah, I love running near the ocean. Yes, I love getting on the yoga mat. Absolutely, I love sitting and just praying to the goddess or praying to Mother Mary, whatever it is that resonates with you and makes you feel deeply connected to something greater than yourself. If you don't even know what this is, if you've never felt this before, perhaps a great place to start is barefoot 
on the earth and just stand there and start to see what it feels like when you let your body sink a little. Maybe you lay down on the earth. Connect with Mother Nature first if you find it too challenging or perhaps it just doesn't resonate with you to connect to the universe or the spirit or the goddess. Try something simple, but challenge yourself to at least do it. Find something. Don't put it all out there as the true heart or I'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. And I love, love, love what you just said about the feminine and masculine working together. And I think this is the foundation of us creating functional relationships with men is that we actually have a functional relationship between our own inner feminine and masculine because a lot of women say to me oh Connie I want to access my feminine and do all this different stuff but what do I do about the doing aspect of me and I think what you said is beautiful is we receive the guidance but then we've got to bring in the masculine to say okay and now I'm going to act on it a woman sister to that yeah it's so true and this is the thing and I'm going to be brutally honest this kind of frustrates me a little bit with where everything that's kind of out there and at our fingertips now we're very fortunate there are a lot of workshops and retreats and this and that it's all about embodying your divine feminine or I said divine feminine but you know embodying the sexy woman or the tigress or whatever it is and that is wonderful but it is so shakti based that now we can't forget we need harmony it's it's a fine line right because we've been so masculine for so long that we really probably do need to have a really big deep dive into some feminine essence and just swim in that baby for a while. But remember, that is not the way, okay? We have to understand that then, after we've been drenching in feminine, we've got to come back and find harmony, find balance. There is day and there is night, yeah? We've got the moon and the sun. We've got summer and we've got winter. Everything in our entire understanding, the universe, the earth, our bodies, ecosystems, you name it, there is harmony. There is life and there is death there is birth and then there is rebirth, right? This has to be understood. So that's why it is so important. And and I do love working with women who have an understanding of this and men too. I have to say the male clients Mm. are gorgeous as well when they are in this space of understanding, you know what, I've got to honour my feminine. And when women go, okay, I've been working with my feminine now, I've got to honour my masculine. How do I marry these? And this is the inner sacred union. Mm. We need to marry our inner masculine feminine so that we have an unwavering Shiva, masculine, right? Like, you know, a, a lighthouse or a rock. And then we have our Shakti who dances around like the crazy ocean. And that's how they go hand in hand. You know, we understand this on some levels, but now we need to start embodying it. And when we say embodying it, it means bring it into manifestation, living it, doing it, whilst also being in harmony. Oh, yeah. And just on a final note, I just really feel to share a personal example of how I've witnessed this is I've often manifested and felt in my relationships with men uh, unsupported and abandoned. They're two things that that have played out. And I've really had to witness in myself how my own inner masculine doesn't support my feminine and abandons her. So she will come up with all these things she wants to do. And then he kind of, within me, I go off and I procrastinate and I avoid and I get caught up in other things. And I don't show up for my inner feminine to say to her, I'm going to help bring your dreams to life, darling. I'm going to bring them out into the world. And that was such an interesting thing for me to start to witness in myself how my own relationship between my masculine and feminine was playing out with men. Mm, I love that. I love that, Connie. And the fact that you said showing up, 
Mm. That is key. That is key. And there are so many women who unfortunately miss that little step. They think they've done all this great work and they have. And, and I've been there too, you know, where the creative juices are flowing and, and you're mm. being in this awesome state and then you don't have the follow through. Yes. That takes willpower <laughs> and you have to, you know, it's like you have to get that bat to hit the ball. Let's use a sport analogy for the masculine here, right? <laughs> they got to connect. Yeah, mm. this means you stepping up for yourself. And what does it come down to? Honoring yourself. Mm. And how can you start doing that? Start honoring it on a yoni level, on a heart level. And then the mind where often a lot of the masculine likes to reside will already be so in tune with what's been going on, it'll step up too. Mm. And commitment so too, right? Like, like being so deeply committed to saying I'm going to go all the way for, for mm. what it is that you want. Yeah. Honor includes commitment. Absolutely. But I love that word because we need to hear that too, Mm -hmm. to understand how important this is. Because imagine if we had no commitment in anything, no commitment to a meeting, a date, whatever, everything would be constantly fluid and flowing, which is beautiful in some regards, but not when it comes to actually manifesting. So therefore we need, we need that date on the page. We need to step up and show up to make it happen. So get out there, ladies, and start manifesting your divine empowerment by balancing the masculine and feminine, you know, and start with the yoni. Yes, I love it. I think that I think that just explains it so perfectly, um, and is is both a really energetic, spiritual, sensual energy combined with practical action. Do it, and let's let's go and make it happen in the world. It's it's beautiful. Um, Elise, this has been like such an incredible conversation. I looked at the clock and I was like, what? We've been chatting for an hour and I literally, I'm so lost in this conversation. I could keep going, but I'm, I'm going to stop here with you. But can you share with my audience just a little bit about what you're working on at the moment or what you've got coming up and, and where they can find out more about you? Absolutely. So you can find out more at stellamuse.com and that's Stella with an A. I've got a beautiful, juicy, divinely empowered woman video series. It's free. It's a four-part series and you can access that from my website. It's on the right-hand side on the page. So you can click on that and get it in your inbox. And also right now I'm, I'm writing my second book on Yoni Power. So if there are any women out there who are interested in contributing, who would like to share anonymously their personal Yoni story, or if there are any women who are in the professional field in any description whatsoever, connecting with Yoni, working with the Yoni, and would like to share their professional story or their views or anything at all, I'm, I'm really open to connecting as well. And we can have a Skype chat or I can send you the interview and you can fill that in online easy as well. So you can connect with me once again at stellamuse.com and that's Stella with an A. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It's been so great chatting to you and my gosh, my audience are going to get so much out of this conversation. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Connie. You're an absolute goddess. And it's, it's been an honor to share this space with you and talk about some really important things that I'm sure you and I and all the listeners are going to put into practice as well. Oh yeah. Beautiful. And thank you to everyone who's been tuned into to today's episode. I hope that you have got so much out of this conversation and please leave us a comment uh, below on my blog and let us know what you thought about this episode. And I look forward to chatting to you guys next time on Awaken Radio. Bye.